Hello and welcome. Um, I'm Dolly. This is uh, my podcast. I'm so thankful that you have tuned in to listen. Um, It encourages me because I'm believing that the body of Christ is seeking knowledge, that we are growing in our hunger for truth, um, and that we are successful. You know, the the end time church is going to be a really powerful group of people. And um, in order to do that, we're going to have to be walking in some very good revelation knowledge with our ears open to hear, our eyes open to see, our hearts open to receive the Word of God. Um, We have to know, we don't know it all yet. Um, We are a work in progress. We are growing. We are changing. We're becoming everything God created us to be. And, and that goes for all of us. I don't, I don't know that we will ever reach a place where we don't need to grow, that there's nothing in our life that we need to change. And, and so I'm thankful for you for tuning in and listening to teaching um, about how to develop the kingdom of God and how to save your soul and, and all these things. But um, today I wanted to, to look um, in Genesis 1. And I wanted to talk to you today about who you are, because I think that the church kind of has an identity crisis. Um, I want you to know who you are so that you can do everything that you were sent here to do. Um, In Genesis 1, this just gives us, this is the beginnings here. In verse 11, it says, and God said, let the earth bring forth grass. I just want to point out that when he was creating things, he would speak to a different source for different types of things that he was trying to develop. And whenever he was in Genesis here in verse 11, he's wanting to, you know, produce grass and, and seeds and fruit trees and all these vegetation. And so he spoke to the earth and he told the earth to bring these things forth. And he did it again over in verse 24. He said, let the earth bring forth living creatures after its kind, cattle, creeping things, and beasts. So all the animals and all the plants were made from earth. Um, In verse 20, God said, Let the waters bring forth abundantly the moving creatures of the life and the fowl that fly above the earth and open firmament of heaven, and everything that abundantly moves um, in the water. So, So God spoke to the water because the air and actual, the physical water, they're both made out of the same things, just with the different um, uh, measurements. Um, And so he spoke to the water and created um, all the birds and the fish. And so I just think it's very interesting when you realize that when he created us in verse 26, and God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness and let him have dominion. When God got ready to create us, he spoke to God. You're not just from the dirt. You're not just from the water. You're, you do have an earthly suit. You know, God did take your spirit and lay it down and form it, form a body out of the dust of the ground. But you literally were made from God. You came from God. And, and when, when you think about that and think about the magnitude of it, and you know, now that we're born again, you know, all of creation, the Bible says, has desired to look into what we got going on here. I mean, this is how we started off, connected to God, one with God, created in his image. Everything was wonderful. But then through sin, we lost it all. 
And so now here we are, the generations. I'm so blessed to be a part of what God is doing in the earth right now. I can't believe everybody's not excited about this. Is that the same Spirit of God that raised Christ from the dead dwells inside our mortal bodies. He has literally made us a holy, acceptable temple that that the Holy Spirit could come and dwell inside of us. And here we are, this new creature, this, this fantastic, amazing, incredible, fearfully and wonderfully made, destined with a purpose, chosen before the foundation of the world. God knew exactly who was going to be on this planet right now. You know, I know the enemy likes to use all these tactics to tell you, well, you know, you're too old or... Well, you don't understand technology. You know, God gave you all the ability to understand all the technology that you need to understand in order to be able to function and pull off the will of God for your life. If you were born right now in this time, you have got the grace to master any type of new things, new toys, new developments, your phone. You can master it. And um, so you quit buying the lie that somehow you're not up to snuff, you know? Not only were we created straight out of God Himself and then filled with His Spirit once we were redeemed and all these things, but you know, in Psalms 82, 6, it says, I've said you are gods and all of you are children of the Most High. That was in the Old Testament. He was saying that about us. But then in John 10, um, I think it's like 34 through 38, it says, is it not written in your law? I said you are gods. And if he called the gods to whom the word of God came, and the scripture can't be broken, do you say of him whom the Father sanctified and sent into the world, you are blaspheming because I said I am the Son of God? If I do not do the works of my Father, do not believe me. But if I do, though you do not believe me, believe the works that you may know and believe that the Father is in me and I in him. I'm going to tell you right now, that religious spirit, woo, it rose up. Bible says, therefore they sought to seize him and they and he escaped out of their hands. Listen, the enemy doesn't want you to know this. When the Bible says my people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge, you know, how can the church be destroyed? And I'm telling you, I know the tactics of the enemy. You know, I've I've had to deal with him from time to time. We all have. And, and I'm not joying or rejoicing in the fact that he has to submit to me. God says, don't do that. God says, rejoice that your names are written in the Lamb's book of life. Your names are written in heaven. Right now, you are um, the body of Christ. You are Christians, Christians. We are so powerful. And I'm not saying this so that we can run around and be a big deal and try to usurp authority over other people. But I'm saying this because I want us to quit living this defeated life this life where we believe that we do not have power to have dominion, this life where the enemy can sell us a bill of goods and we just accept it hook, line, and sinker, like we don't think that we're valuable. You know, if you don't believe you're valuable, you're never going to see anybody else as valuable. How are you going to reach the world when you don't think they're worth it? You're not even going to get up out of your house and go out in the streets and try to talk to anybody about Jesus if they're not worth it. 
It's kind of like love. You know, for years I've been teaching, you know, you can't give love to somebody until first you know how loved you are. I mean, that's a fact. I can't, I can't give you $10 if I don't have $10. I can want to. You can beg. You can cry. You can sincerely. You could be just seriously in need, and I could sincerely want to take care of your need. But if I don't have it, I couldn't give it to you. Now, if I have it, I can give it to you. But that's the same way it is with love. If I don't first receive the love of God, if I do not understand how much God loves me, if I do not decide, you know, God's love for me is, um, un, He will never take it back. It's unlimited. It's unconditional. If I don't understand that and believe that, I will not be able to love people around me unconditionally. I, I won't be able to do it. And we can want to do it, and we can try to do it in the natural, in the flesh. And I can do it really well for a long period of time. But you know as well as I do, the minute the enemy starts pushing all the right buttons, um, you know, he can, he can get us to have a big fit and do all kinds of things. And so I want you to understand who you are and how valuable you are and how you unstoppable you are. You know, I mean, I want you to understand you are God of your world. When you understand that you are God of your world, you are God, you're God's child, you're, you're the hands and feet of Christ, you know, you are the one that has been given all the authority and all the power. You are endued with power from on high. You have the Holy Spirit dwelling in you. And, and we walk around and we let natural circumstances dictate what kind of mood we're going to be in or, or what we're going to accomplish with our lives. And that's why we get defeated. And so I finally came to the conclusion, well, the body of Christ just doesn't know. They don't know that they are the king, that they are the priests, that they are the Lord's. You know, and, and whenever you start talking like this immediately, oh, the enemy starts, oh, you're you're putting yourself up above Jesus. You're, you're starting a cult. And, and nothing could be further from the truth. Let me assure you, without Jesus, you are not anything. Without Jesus, you're not even born again. You're not even going to heaven. You, you do not have the Holy Spirit in your life if you do not have Jesus. If you are thinking somehow you're going to bypass God's plan for salvation and then be a big shot... You're deceived. Now, yes, of course, you can tap into principles in the Word of God, like, you know, um, mind control and, and um, positive thinking and all those things. You can tap into laws that are in the world, sowing and reaping and things like that. And they can work for you regardless if you know them or not, regardless if you even realize they came from the Bible. Yes, a person can do that, and they can have some success here in the natural realm, but then they'll die and still go straight to the pit of hell because you cannot be saved without Jesus and you certainly cannot rule and reign without Jesus and you can't be endued with power from on high without Jesus but once you've been born again and so many times people will come and they'll say you know well I've done something wrong 
you know, I was saved, but then I made a mistake, or I have this addiction, or I have this problem. You don't know what I did. You know, that's where it comes in in Psalms where the Bible tells us God says, nevertheless, you know, he knows you were going to not be perfect. That's not where your focus should be. Your focus should be on the fact that he redeemed you and he paid for your weaknesses. He paid for your sin. And people say, well, you're making the gospel cheap. You're making it so just anybody can just do it and just get away with whatever they want to and they can just continue to sin. You're not going to get away with anything. The Apostle Paul said, nothing is unlawful for me. It's not all expedient, but it's not unlawful. Okay, what he was saying there was, I ain't going to get away with nothing. He told Noah when he got off that ark, he said, "Um, from now on, as long as the earth remains, there's going to be seed time and harvest. Whatever a man sows, that's what he's going to reap. Don't be deceived. God is not mocked. Whatsoever thing you sow, you shall reap. And so if you want to sow everything and just live for your flesh, that's fine. But you're going to have to deal with some problems in your flesh. You know, I mean, that's a fact. But that does not change the fact that God loves you and that you are in charge of your world. And that at any moment, you can decide what you want to do and you're going to have the power to do it. You're going to have the ability to do it. God equipped you. You're created in the image of God. You're so similar to God. As a matter of fact, it tells us in Hebrews that nothing, you're going to, it says the word of God is quick and sharp and more powerful than any two-edged sword. Dividing asunder between your soul and your spirit. And it's a discerner of the thoughts and the intents of the heart. You are so similar to God that you cannot even tell the difference between your spirit, which is one with God totally, and your soul, which is created in the image of God, which is still you, you you personally. You can't even tell the difference because they're so similar. A lot of people don't even know there's a difference. But sometimes you can't even tell... Am I doing this right? Am I hearing you, God? Am I following you, God? Or is this my, you know, we can't even tell. The Bible says we have to get the Word of God out even to discern those things and let the Word of God reveal to us what we're doing, what we're thinking, what we're, where we're at. You know, that's the only stable thing in your life. When, when you're floating out there in the ocean trying to figure out who you are and where you're at, you can't do it unless you find something that's stable like uh, one of those oil wells or, or some island or, or some, something, when you come in contact with some stable object, then you can assess where you're at. But as long as you're just floating out there in the water and you don't see nothing but floating water, you, you can't even tell where you're at. So when you're out in the world, you're just floating around in the water. In order to figure out where you're at and where you want to go and what you want to do, you've got to find something that's stable. Where the only thing that's stable as far as your spiritual life is concerned is the Word of God. Now, prophecies are going to come and go, and I'm all for prophecies, and I'm all for um, other people's interpretations of things and all revelations and all these things, and I honor and I trust the fivefold ministry, and I'm constantly locked in to hearing Um, all these preachers and stuff, I do because it's going to be confirmation for me because my relationship with God is, is a real relationship and you're hearing from God and you're seeking God and you're reading the Bible and you're trying to understand some things. And as you do that, he will use the ministry to confirm for you, to build you up and encourage you when you don't feel like you're finding out. I mean, they'll keep you, they'll keep you straight until you do get that truth. And then once you get that truth and you assess where you're at and where you're headed, it's easy then to make some adjustments and get where you want to be.
But I'm telling you, this identity crisis is what's holding us back. And the enemy knows this. It's, I'm, I imagine it like this. Okay, so say you, have, you are a glass of water. And the water that's in you is like this power. This water that's in you is life and abundance and everything good. And the enemy comes up to your glass of water and he wants to stop you from from being so powerful, from being a force that can change the world and and create whatever you want to have happen in your life and and all these things. And so what he does, he'll try to stick something in that glass and run all the water out of it so that you dry up and you don't have you don't have that flow of what you need in order to do your life. And if he came over and dropped a big rock inside that glass and all your water spilled out, you would recognize it quickly and you'd say, oh, no, you're not, devil. This is, no, this is not God. And you would start fighting. You would start praying. You would, you would call your pastor or your prayer partner friends or whatever, and you'd get on top of that mess. So I understand that, and so does the enemy. So he doesn't do that. What he does is he comes up to you and your little glass of water, and he drops one little pebble in there. And another little pebble in there. And another little pebble in there. Until he gets the water to overflow a little bit at a time where you don't recognize it. He lulls you into this false sense of security like you got everything going on. And while you're doing that, he's dropping little pebbles in you. He's dropping just a little bit. That's what he did with Eve. His conversations with Eve lasted a while. Because at first he was talking to her about, um, you can't touch it either. Oh, what do you mean you can't touch it? Well, touch it. If you touch it, oh, see, nothing happened. You touched it. Everything's fine. I mean, this was a process of a lot of little conversations that he was having with her. He didn't just walk up one day and say, hey, eat this. You'll be like God. I don't believe that. Because when you read it, there was some other things going on. She started answering him back and saying things that God didn't even say. So I know that this conversation had been going on enough to where she started getting confused about the facts and about the truth of where she was, who she was, and what she should and shouldn't do, just like every single one of us. And so I want to encourage you today, seek out to find what your identity is. Who are you? I remember my daddy did a study one time. There's like 200 and something times in the Bible that says, in Christ. In Christ, who are you? Man, just open up your Bible and ask the Lord, Father, reveal to me, reveal to me who I am. Show me my true identity. Help me understand my value. You know, if you you don't value the people in your life, you know, that's what they say all these young kids that are having all these troubles. They've never felt valuable. Their parents just grandparents, and I've been there, man. We've all been there. I want to to say one more thing here today before I leave. Every single person on this earth has been tormented and abused by the devil. I know, you know, you may be this certain group of people. You may be this certain group of people. You may be this ethnicity. You may be this age. You may be this gender. You may be at this education level. You may be all these things, but it does not matter who you are. You have not got a pass. We all have been abused by the enemy. We are all very valuable, and the enemy cannot let you figure out 
how valuable you are. Because the minute you do, you will turn around and see everybody else's value. And when you do that, you will do something about what the enemy's doing to this planet and to the people that are on it. He cannot let you figure this out. That's his goal. And he's going to keep dropping them pebbles on you until he has you so confused and messed up that you'll think, well, it's just you. Well, you got dealt a wrong hand. Well, we all got dealt a wrong hand. You cannot be a victim and victorious at the same time. And so if you're feeling down, you're feeling sorry for yourself, you're feeling depressed, man, that is the devil and he's dropped a lot of rocks inside of your soul. I want to tell you, man, ask God to get the rocks out. Ask God to fill you up with living water. Ask God to show you in his word, which the word is the water. Listen, he wants to fill you up and he wants you to know the truth. Amen. You know, I've been talking about this a lot lately. I've been doing some Bible studies and some different teachings and talking to some the students and stuff. And, and I'm telling you, this is something we all need to really think about a little bit. It doesn't matter who you are or where you're at in this thing. We still don't have all the pieces to the puzzle put together yet. So I ask you today, man, prayerfully consider this. Let me pray. Father, in Jesus' name, we ask you, Lord God, to open our eyes, open our hearts, Lord God, open our ears. Let us be receptive. Father, in the name of Jesus, I ask you, Lord God, that this word would fall on good ground, that you would produce fruit, Father God, for the kingdom of God. I thank you, Lord that you're going to reveal to each and every one of us who we are, where we're at, Lord God, where the enemy is lying to us. Help us to see our value, Father. Thank you that we're chosen. Thank you that we're fearfully and wonderfully made. Thank you that we're loved unconditionally. Father God, in the name of Jesus, thank you that we were so valuable that you literally paid everything for us, God. Help us to understand that. Help us to understand your love, Lord God, so that we would be able to stand regardless of the challenges we face in this day and age, Lord. We thank you and we bless you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Listen, guys, God bless you real big. And I'm so thankful for all that, you've, that you're doing for the kingdom of God. You keep it up and we're going to win this thing. Amen.